This is Rating Descending. Where we watch IMDb's worst 250 films so you don't have to. I'm Michelle St. Clair. I'm Abigail Ward. And this week we watched Paranormal Activity 4. It's been five years since the disappearance of Katie and Hunter and a suburban family witnessed strange events in their neighbourhood when a woman and a mysterious child move in. Let's watch. Let's do this. Okay. I ate a huge bowl of pasta. Huge. How big? Huge. Be more specific. Enormous. Give me analogies. Massive. These the aren't. The size of my ass. It feels like you're not listening to big anything ass I'm pasta. requesting. <laughs> ass pasta. That's not. Can, be That's more specific. A Lots huge, of ass pasta. Monstrous amount. That's, that's not more specific. There's just different adjectives. Uh, humongous. This is Large. This is just other. Big. <laughs> This is not, give me an analogy. Compare it to something else. Okay, I'll give you an analogy. P is for potato. That's not. A is for Abby eats That's an acrostic. Um, yeah, I had a lot of pasta. And every time I eat pasta in the afternoon, my body's like, okay, time to shut down. Mm. You're done. Yeah. Yeah. I remember working on a film set. I mean, it was a student set, so we we're all fucking stupid. But I remember working on a student set where for lunch, uh, the director gave us reheated bolognese which was a mistake for two reasons one bolognese is maybe the worst food to reheat it tasted like fucking nothing if you if it's bad bolognese sure i literally reheated bolognese the other day and it was so good okay all right well either way this that's a very loaded statement to make you will have people up in arms the bolognese community doesn't take shit all right it wasn't a comment against bolognese watch your back bitch that's all i'm saying i can't save you anymore you know <laughs> i've come in between you and danger too many times <laughs> but when it comes to bolognese abby doesn't come to play no i come to slay point Cut being to a photo of me covered in bolognese but i look gorgeous oh. <laughs> point being she made us bolognese which was a mistake because it didn't taste very nice but also because she gave her entire crew pasta at 2 p.m bad idea yeah and the wrap time was five so like we only had like three hours left to do the remainder of the shoot and we're all sleepy as hell like Mm -hmm. we could barely do anything yeah don't serve pasta to a to a film crew Everyone who's listening who's in the film industry, if you have if you're anywhere near the catering decisions, don't make pasta. Yeah. Or pizza for the same reason. Yeah, for sure. Nothing too filling. Pizza sounds good because people like pizza. It's not good for a midday thing. It's good for a post wrap. Crews are always on a budget, and so carb heavy things are always what they go for because they're cheap. No, but but. I remember a lot of the time we would get the Subway platters because they were cheap. Yeah, I remember. But they were good because even though it's it's carby, it's got lots of other vegetables and it's not like fried carbs. It's not fried. Yeah, and so that really helped. The sandwiches were good. Mm. It, the pasta and the pizza just I guaranteed just, you wouldn't get any other shots down the rest of the day. It's not fair that we eat food for energy, but at the same time a lot of foods make us more tired. Mm. That ain't right. I resent that. Me too. Food, how dare you betray me? That's not fair food. You are meant to be the giver of 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 energy, and instead you taketh away. You always taketh away. Speaking of low motion, <laughs> we watched Paranormal Activity 4 this week. We did. I feel like after last week, I actually 
I want to make a correction because last week I said I really hated Ghost Dimension and that it was a vacuous hole of a movie. I, I want to take that back. This is a vacuous hole of a movie. That was a vacuous hole of a movie with a sparkling premise in comparison. We weren't sure if this one would be worse than The Ghost Dimension, but it was. <laughs> it genuinely was. It really I, was. I'm really discovering the flaw of cinematic quality. And for me, it's definitely looking at empty shots of a wealthy suburban home. Yeah, with the same cast of white people in it. I know they're a different family and a different cast, but are they? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. If I'm watching, I had a thought while watching the beginning of it, right? Because uh, I have heaps of thoughts too. You had a thought, I had a thought. That's so Which cool. is so funny because I, cool. yeah, I, yeah. You go, you tell me your thought and then I'll tell you mine. Okay. But that's about it. Then we'll have to wrap up. <laughs> then that'll be it. That's it. To be fair, sometimes we do only have two thoughts. We just take 30 minutes to explain well, them. Well, I only have two brain cells, so. That's, yeah. Take one thought at a time. Um, yeah, a thought struck me while watching this, which is I don't like watching horror movies about teens. I don't like it. I don't, I don't even like adventure movies with teens, right? If it's, oh, boy. I don't like, uh, teens require their own category of movie. If it's like, if it's a horror thing or an action-y thing, I want, I like it when it's grown-ups, you know, between the age, like whether it's like a Brendan Fraser sort of type in The Mummy and you're like a rugged older gentleman with your rugged older woman friend companion or, you know, when it's like the Goonies style group of, of young children going on their own adventure. That's good shit. When like a 14 year old does something, I don't want to see it. I don't care about them. I don't like watching them. I'm literally writing a film about teenagers in an action film, you bitch. No, aren't they like 17? They're 18. 17 or 18. Great, perfect. They're teenagers, though. No, but I'm talking about like tweens. I'm talking about like 13, 14 years. Oh, okay. That's different. Yeah. Because this, I mean, like a lot of teen stuff is more categorized to being 16 to 17. Yeah, six, 16's on the border. But if I'm watching, say, like Indiana Jones and then there's a 16 year old that's going along with them, nah, get out. I want to watch the grown-ups, right? <laughs> I want to watch those grown-ups do things. But if it's like a young people are involved in uh, a circumstance out of their control, that's good shit. See, this I, is just nothing. I like watching teenagers pop up and things because like, I like watching teenagers in general because I remember being a teenager and it sucked and all the shit you go through is so universal and terrible. Mm. But if they're just a teenager and they're badly written and all they do is whinge and be temperamental and hormonal. Yeah. That sucks. But if you write a really good, well-developed teenage character, it's the best. I love watching them get thrown into shit. Yeah, this movie just really struck me by, like, how much lower the floor could go after Ghost Dimension. Yeah. That was my main takeaway from this movie. Really quite shocking. Yeah. I mean, it had all the same... I I swear to God, it was honestly an exact replica of Ghost Dimension. Yeah. Or I guess uh, vice versa, because... Oh, yeah, true. They're a copy of each other mm. because I think I noted that exactly at one hour and 25 minutes in both of them is when the first death occurs. Yeah. And at that point, you're like, thank God. Like, you're dying to get scared at that point. Yeah. I really, I went in kind of wanting to be scared. Yeah, I because, this, well, you're a little baby. I'm you're a little scared baby. of getting scared. But in this film, you craved the scare. I did. I went in going like, all right, I, I reckon it'll be scarier than Ghost Dimension. It'll just still be shit. 
but it was actually less scary. And again, it's just like a cripplingly slow film. And it looks like it's like a home video, like an actual home video would be far more entertaining than watching this. It would. Yeah. At least if you sat and stared at paint dry, you would now have a new experience that you've seen. This was like the first film that we, like, I mean, I think we stopped Ghost Dimension a couple of times, but we mm. had to really push our way through this one. Yeah, we did. I kept saying, like, it's a beautiful day outside. We could be doing anything else <laughs> than watching Paranormal Activity 4. And no. yet here we are. I think at one point I also turned to you and said... Do you regret doing this podcast? <laughs> I regret yeah. doing this podcast. Not since Zoolander 2 have I more regret mm. uh, <laughs> embarking on this mission. Yeah, yeah. I think God's Not Dead, we both were, like, joking about the idea that we could back out still, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we're too deep at this point, but I am resentful. Yeah, uh, so audience listeners... We resent you because the fact that you like the podcast means we ha- we are obliged socially, legally to continue. Yeah, thanks for your support and fuck you. Because <laughs> now we have to keep going, all right, because our 12 fans desire it. This is now going to be a podcast about two women slowly growing to resent each other and their audience. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it'll be. And that's really beautiful. Yeah. In its own way. It'll be its own thing. Yeah, L- we me- could make a movie about it. We could. We should try and make our own. We should, like, gather all this knowledge that we acquire over all these films and then make our own really bad movie. Mmm. Very easily done, I think you'll mm. find. Good dinner. Well, hang on. If there's 250 movies, because 120 in, you could do, like, a supercut of one minute from each movie and you'd have a two-hour movie of really True. bad movies. Stitch it together. I guess you could do, like, 30 seconds from each movie at the end of the 250. You're the editor. Make it happen, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait, let me do that overview because I really want to start talking about specific plot beats. Do it. I'll just do the overview now. This is a tricky overview because both nothing happens whatsoever, but then there'll be, like, a little plot detail, and I'm like, I guess that's relevant, but it's nothing. Yep. So... Five years after the events of Paranormal Activity 2, in which Katie kills her sister Christy and kidnaps Hunter Ray, we meet Alex Nelson, who lives in a wealthy suburb in Nevada. After their mystery neighbour gets sick, the family agrees to take care of the neighbour's young boy, Rubby, who immediately starts to befriend Alex's little brother, Wyatt. After Alex's boyfriend, Ben, starts recording their video chats, he notices Rubby exhibiting strange behaviour. When they ask him about it, he defers to his invisible friend, Toby, and says little. Alex and Ben start to find strange symbols potentially connected to demonic possession appearing around the house and begin to get worried for their safety. Soon, Rubby's mother, revealed to be Katie, returns and takes Rubby home. However, Wyatt now starts exhibiting the same strange behaviours as Rubby. Alex inquires more about Wyatt's adoption, but is blocked by her parents. However, it is strongly implied that he is Hunter Ray. Then, one night, Wyatt is taking a bath and appears to become possessed. Katie then appears and attempts to kill Alex, but is unsuccessful. Then, on a later evening, she reappears and Alex's mother gets killed. Soon, Ben appears and also gets killed by Katie. Alex and her dad reappear and go next door to try and find and confront Katie. After Alex finds Ben's body, she rushes over to Katie's house to get her dad, but is found by Katie and the rest of her assumed coven and presumably is killed. That's it. That's the movie. That's that's what happens. Mm. It, if you were confused, just know that that was spaced out over 88 minutes, which is very short. Yeah. And yet it felt like it was very long. In the overview, you said Alex and Ben were girlfriend, boyfriend. I didn't think they were. I, they I were thought friends. they were just friends, but... Everything I read about it kept referring to them as girlfriend and boyfriend. I don't think they were. 
the the official synopsises kept referring to them as as girlfriend and, and they boyfriend. They did a bad job of it. I thought they were like suggesting that they were good friends and that they were becoming interested in each other. I, I think what might have happened is that they were just friends in the beginning, and then in some of those time skips in the first act, we're, we're meant to understand that they're now just boyfriend girlfriend. Didn't get that. No, I didn't get that at all. No. I I thought it was like a Ben really is interested in Alex, but Alex doesn't care. Yeah, same. That's the vibe I got. He really like goes in strong in the first act. He like puts her hand on her leg and he's like, are you okay with this? And she's kind of like, yeah. And then that's like that you never see them kiss. You never see them cuddle. Yeah. When doing the overview, I really wanted to understand what the fuck was going on in this movie because I didn't understand what the fuck was going on in this movie. And I had to read the plot synopsis of Paranormal 1, 2, 3, and 5 uh, to understand 30% of what the fuck was going on. Question, do we have more paranormal activities on the list? I don't think so because these were the two worst received ones. I think they were, yeah. I think these are the only two that are on the list. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, tell me all about it. So Katie is the main character of the first movie. Yeah. Her and her husband uh, and the child are getting harassed by demons. Yeah. And then the end of the movie is Katie getting possessed. Mm. And then the second movie stars her sister, Christy, who a little bit before slash at the same time as one is also getting harassed by demons along with her son, Hunter Ray. Right. And then the very end of Paranormal Activity 2, Katie, now having been possessed because of the events of the first movie, comes over, kills Christy, and kidnaps Hunter. And that's what we see at the beginning of this. Yeah, got you. And then three is a lot of videotapes, the same videotapes that they find in Ghost Dimension that reveal the whole backstory. And that's the first reference to Toby, Mm. the ongoing demon. There seems to be one specific demon that they're that is harassing them and yet multiple people get possessed which to me implies there's like eight demons or whatever yeah i don't really get it but katie seems to be the recurring villain because she's possessed by something Mm. as opposed to being lucid okay so when we see katie in the midpoint we're meant to go oh fuck the white woman do you mean the midpoint when when was the midpoint when did we see katie when um Robbie goes back home okay, yeah, and then Alex is like, oh my God, you can't go back home. And then Katie's just there. Mm. We're meant to go, oh no. Gotcha. I can't, I can't believe that a real life horror franchise with six movies has the recurring villain of the blandest white woman I've ever watched she in a movie. She does the silliest walk as well. She does. She has her arms pressed against her and she walks really slowly. Like, yeah. she, you can tell she's an actress that's very aware of how she's moving in this yeah. film. And I was saying to you and Brooke, it reminds me of that Seinfeld episode of the woman that just can't swing her arms as she walks. Yeah. That's Katie. It's not scary. No. Not at all. And then at the end, she runs at her and then, like, they CG a demon face on her. And it's still not scary. God, I loved that ending, though. Again, (laughs) all the deaths happened in the space of five minutes. They were all shockingly boring. Yeah. But then in the last moment, you see the whole coven. Is it a coven of people? Yeah. So that's part of what Paranormal Activity 5 reveals, is that it's a specific coven that just wants to kidnap and possess a bunch of little boys right gotcha and the whole thing with hunter is that katie and christie's family have been harassed by this one demon since 1930s okay and it it needs to possess the firstborn male but hunter is the first firstborn male since 1930 so that's why the demon's like following katie and christie as it's trying to then get the firstborn male in their family right 
I want to say it's making more sense. It, However, it the more I looked into it, the less sense it made. I had the mm. same thing where I'm like, oh, and then the more I looked into it, I'm like, but it doesn't, that doesn't then mean anything. What's wild is that if someone is a genuine fan of paranormal activity, right? Mm. They link all the stories together through Katie and Christy so that when you watch this or you watch Ghost Dimension, you're like, oh, it's that bit from the third movie. Yeah. That's when they, that, that means they expect people to be invested in this ongoing saga of Katie and Christy. And there's definitely people out there that are. Yeah. I hate that. Well, but at the same time, this movie features, it's, it's, one of those things where women to go, oh, now I finally know what happened to Katie and Hunter. But no, I don't, because the last five minutes just revealed that <laughs> Katie gave, because Wyatt is Hunter, not Robbie. Yeah. Which is even weirder. So she has a little boy, but it's not the little boy that we see her kidnap. This film. For some reason, she gave up Hunter and then tracked him down. And then repossessed him? What the fuck? What, that doesn't, what the fuck does that mean? I don't know how Paranormal Activity managed to really harness the most boring way to explore something potentially <laughs> spooky. They did it through some fucking white teenage girl with a little brother being like, hey, Wyatt. And he goes, my name is Hunter. And she's like, what? No, your name is Wyatt. And he's like, Hunter. <laughs> That's a spooky plot beat in the film. No, but then this movie will then have that happen and then hard cut to the next day of, like, the mother making lunch. Yeah. Instead of resolving any plot beats, instead of introducing new drama, this is the anti-film. Every time drama is proposed, it is then cut away from in favour of people wandering around their home aimlessly. Well, if drama is proposed, if they get down on one knee then it's the director saying, I'm not ready for this. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I like how we are now. Maybe ask me again in a year. What's the opposite of Chekhov's gun? It's going to be like Stacy's carrot or something. Stacy's carrot has got <laughs> it going on. Stacy's carrot. Just because instead of it being, oh, here's the setup, and then later here's the payoff, it's here's the setup, and then you're waiting for the payoff, but it doesn't come. I will say, Stacy's carrot could still happen later, you know? Stacy comes in with it. Now I'm just like story planning with you. Let's do this. Let's break this story. Okay. Stacy enters. She holds a carrot. She asks Ben if he'd like to come inside and uh -huh. watch a movie. Okay. A few hours later, they're watching the movie. Stacy's carrot has disappeared. Oh, fuck. Ben gets up to go to the bathroom. When he comes back down from the bathroom, he sits down, but he sits on Stacy's carrot. Oh. And it breaks. And he's like, how did this get here? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. What What is this? A Trapfest film where the keyword is snapped? <clears throat> but that's when Stacy pulls out a gun and it belongs to Chekhov. Enter stage right. <laughs> Anton Chekhov. Chekhov. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. This is already more entertaining than this movie this, that we're talking is, about. Yeah. There's already twice the number of plot beats. <laughs> <laughs> it's so I couldn't I couldn't stand this movie. I stand by like it is it must be a, an ongoing joke by Paramount and by Bloomhouse or whoever the fuck makes this fucking movie. It's them just laughing at the general populace being like, will they do it again? Will they go see it? Yeah. Can we make a movie that is absent of every cinematic quality of an of a film and will people pay to go see it? And apparently it's yes. This film made me miss Zoolander 2. <laughs> and least... that movie made me cry. It turns out... <laughs> It's better to feel something than nothing at all. Yeah. Nothing at all. 
Nothing, Nothing at, at all. all. Yeah. Nothing at all. For context, for audience, the specific thing that Abby and I hyper-focused on was there is one scene about the like, middle of the way through, the mother is cutting food, and then she puts down her knife, and then she walks away from her laptop, and then, I don't know, an entire minute passes of her away from the laptop, and then the knife flies towards the ceiling, and we go, ooh, fuck, she's going to get got. We were excited. It's, it's not spooky, but... You know, something might happen. And then she cuts, she comes back to the laptop and then we watch her in real time for two full minutes looking for the knife, being mildly confused at best. And then she grabs another knife and then it cuts away to the next day where Alex is doing something unrelated. Then 20 minutes later in the movie, the dad is looking at a recipe about to cook and we're like, oh, it's the same angle. And then he walks away from the laptop and the knife falls down in front of the laptop and we're meant to go, ah! And then he walks back and goes, huh, it's so weird that there's this knife. And then he goes back to bed and that's the that's the setup and payoff. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's the beginning and end of that cohesive thought of Paranormal Activity 4. Also, I thought jump scares always had that loud, like, like thing when something mm. happens or like or like a or you know like a what? or like a what, what? you know what are you seeing? sound effects <laughs> <laughs> cut that you know in movies where there's like a you know like a <laughs> yeah you know there's like a boy um oh wow <laughs> hot dogs <laughs> Yeah, I expect every time there's a jump scare for someone to be like, hot dogs, get your hot dogs. But this film didn't do that. No, legit, all the jump scares, um, pulling out those quotation marks again, they were silent. They were silent jump scares. It was just kind of like she would move away from the camera and suddenly there's just a figure in the back and that's meant to be spooky. Yeah, which we've seen that be spooky in Hereditary, but it's specific. This There was a bit in this movie where she's on her laptop and then she's talking to Ben, and then she moves away from the laptop. And again, two full real-time minutes pass, and then a shadow moves across the background. And that, and then another full minute after that, Alex returns to the laptop. That's the that's the jump scare. Yeah, I, it's not scary. It's not scary. Yeah, this made my brain hurt and my soul cry. I just wanted to be titillated. Mmm, titties, big honkers, big badonky honks, massive jammers. Well, as Maria Bamford says, some slamming mammary jammers. <laughs> Love that woman. Mammary jam. Mammary jam makes me think that it's an infected nipple squeezing out pus. Oh, that was way scarier than Paranormal Activity 4, <laughs> hearing you say that. <laughs> I wanted to have a special time to talk about... Oh, we always have special time. This is a special time. I wanted to bring up someone that you brought up last week who is also important here, which is Gregory Plutkin. Gregory! I am furious at this man. So he, he was the director of Ghost Dimension. He cut... Paranormal Activity 2, 3, 4, and 5. Yeah. And I was like, the editing in this movie is maybe some of the worst editing I've ever seen in my life. Mm. How is this man here? How is he responsible? I also noticed he was credited as a producer. 
which also bummed me out a lot. So I looked him up and I was shocked to find out he is also the editor of Get Out and Game Night. No! I know! No! I know! No! No! You know, and it, it made me it made me more mad. He also directed the movie Hellfest, which got 50% I'm on I'm genuinely confused. Game Night is sublime. The editing is so funny. Yeah. So well done. The opening montage sequence. A Paramount executive, what's his name? Something Goodman quoted as saying, nobody understands genre better than Gregory Plotkin. I refuse to believe get out means he's not in the shit list, but I will not forgive him for his crimes against cinema. I challenge him right now to an edit Royale as per the Australian screen editors rules. I will fucking out edit him. I I challenge him to prove his editing skill because he has not proved it to me. If you are or know Gregory Plotkin, Email us at <laughs> readingdescending at gmail.com.au forward slash edu forward slash government forward slash homepage. Uh, apart from all the... Uh, genuinely, if anyone knows how to get Gregory Plotkin, I want to interview him. I'll be nice no, to him if I'm talking... Him. We're going to rub him out. I want to get him. If if I'm actually talking to him, I will be nice and considerate and I will listen to him and what he says. But outside of that, I challenge him to a duel. Mm, I demand satisfaction. Slap at yeah. this exact moment. Yeah. Yeah. That man is a good editor. He's also now been slated to direct a new franchise of horror movies starring a bunch of esports streamers, the FaZe Clan. I yeah, there's I mean there's a lot there that really it feels like ten consecutive punches in the face. Yeah. Uh, but I, I can't, I just, I want someone to explain to me why is he so bad, but also helped make Get Out and he Game Night so good. He also doesn't have a Wikipedia page. No, he doesn't. And I know a lot of editors don't, but those are big movies and Paranormal Activity is a big franchise. He has a prodigious IMDb though. Oh, Oh, his IMDb is Thickums. Mm, Mrs. Thickums <laughs> herself. Did you want to know some trivia about this? I would love to know some trivia. Okay. Lay it on me. So some small pieces of trivia and then some big pieces of trivia. The parents in the film, played by Stephen Dunham and Alexandra Lee, were a real-life married couple. Before the filming... No, sorry. Just as the filming finished, Stephen Dunham died of a heart attack, which is why he has a... uh, in memoriam. In memoriam thing. in the movie. Fuck, he looks really young. Alexandra also hasn't made a movie since, but that's not for the same sort of tragic circumstances. She looked familiar, but she was also such a bland white woman, I couldn't tell if that was yeah. for that reason. Cineworld in the UK accidentally showed screenings of Paranormal Activity 4 instead of Madagascar 3, leaving many, many children to watch the events of the movie. Oh, my God. Wait, where was this? <laughs> in the UK. Oh, wow. It, it wasn't more specific than just the UK. That sounds terrifying. Wasn't there a trailer shown, a Paranormal Activity trailer shown in WA? Yeah, that, but that was Ghost Dimension. Yeah, yeah, I so think I read is- that and I wanted to read it out as trivia last week but forgot. There seems to be a lot of people accidentally showing children Paranormal Activity. Yeah, apparently in that WA cinema they showed the trailer for the Ghost Dimension rather than a trailer for, like, the new Disney film and they had yeah. to, like, refund everyone their ticket. <laughs> Being like, we're so sorry. Now, this is one that I wanted to expand on more. So I didn't mention it in the overview, 
But Paranormal Activity 4 uses the Xbox Kinect as a, a plot feature because of the Kinect's um, infrared dot scanning thing. That's like a whole thing in the movie is that they can see the ghost because the Kinect can create outlines of it. I couldn't find anything on how much Xbox must have paid to feature the Kinect, f- the famously hated Kinect in their movie in 2012. But apparently its use in Paranormal Activity 4 actually contributed to the rise of paranormal investigators using the Kinect to attempt to monitor and categorize hauntings. It's partly because the Kinect has a propensity for flagging false positives and tries to assign random objects as people. So when paranormal investigators put it in a house, it'll often flag random objects as people. But then when they look at it, they're like, oh, that's a ghost. It's very stupid. But yeah. I can't believe that it's now an actual thing because this movie used it as the worst plot bait. So this this film had some effect on the world. <laughs> Was it positive? Probably not. No. Was it positive for Xbox sales? Potentially. Was it, did it flag false positives? Oh, yes. yes, it did. Yeah. I, I, I listen. Again, I, I, I can, I'll dabble in a bit of science here and there. I don't know if this is science though. What? <laughs> I read this whole report by the skeptical inquirer that was just like calling out paranormal investigators using the Kinect and then mentioned Paranormal Activity 4. Also, the skeptical inquirer sounds like a Charles Dickens novel. Yes, it does. Yeah. Or it sounds like a Lemony Snicket novel. Uh-huh. Or a character in it. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like a newspaper in a series of unfortunate events. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought that was absolutely wild that the Kinect had a real impact on real world. That's wild. Um, yeah, and then everything about Gregory Plotkin. Do you want to hear some reviews? I would love some reviews. Okay, so I've got three reviews. So a negative one from Scott Tobias of the AV Club, uh-huh. who said, the mythology has deepened, largely to the negative, and the formula is as rigid as the fixins of a fast food sandwich tastes the same in every city. But the effects are eternally reliable. So (laughs) here's a really short one. It's just the title, but it's by dhardman04, who on IMDb gave it a 10 out of 10. Not the best, but still pretty good. (laughs) 10 out of 10. (laughs) Strong disagree. (laughs) Again, I love not the best, 10 out of 10. Yeah. (laughs) And then I found this one on Rotten Tomatoes. By Landon M, it was half a star out of five. Worst film in the series. The main character, the blonde, just reminds me of how stupid my first girlfriend was. But let's be honest, the only people that would find this movie interesting are just stupid kids under the age of 15. Jesus Christ. (laughs) The fuck? (laughs) Um, Men are weird. I know. I'm sorry. If you're a man, I can't trust you. I just can't. Yeah, or at the very least, if you're a man and you've ever referred to your blonde ex-girlfriend as your stupid girlfriend, maybe think about your actions and the impact. She sounds like she's probably smart for leaving you. <laughs> yeah. I must say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really just couldn't handle that movie. So Yeah, I'm really glad we pushed past it. It's like a... It's a thing of the past. We made it. We survived. We are weaker for it. Yeah. Not stronger. This this movie made the case that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger is wrong. 
Yeah. Yeah. This film made me gloomy. Like, my outlook on life just became a little bit darker. Mm. But it, I mean, there's no but to that. That's just, it is what it is. I mean, we never even got to the ending, which is literally just she turns around, there's like 40 people, and then. That's it. And that's that it. That was the last shot. That was it. At least with Ghost Dimension, when she and Toby walk off together, you're kind of like, all right. Yeah. Bit this, sad. This ended on a jump scare with no conclusion. It ended on the most interesting part of the whole film. Yeah. It Ugh. was a tease to a movie. It was. And then it ended. It was. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I. If, if I sound angry in this episode, it's because none... None of the other movies on this list have made me feel this sour. Yeah, if I find if if I sound like sad in this episode, it's just because I ate too much pasta. We've established that. <laughs> I'm just a bit sleepy. So, what's your rating? Low, 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 low. Somehow a lot lower than Ghost Dimension. Oh, yeah. I'll fuck it. I'll give it a one. A one. I'm doing a one out of ten. Okay. I was initially going to give it like a 1.8 because it had to be a little bit lower than Ghost Dimension. But I want to I want to give myself room for it to get worse. Yeah. But then I'm realizing I can just give things minus numbers. It doesn't matter. True. So this is just a one, a one out of ten. Nice. I, I wouldn't recommend watching it unless you want something on in the. I would only recommend watching it if you need like a screensaver for your movie that will end in 88 minutes. <laughs> Because that's the only purpose it serves. Yeah. <laughs> it is an image that occasionally changes on your screen. Not as frequently as it should. No. <laughs> it was bad. Too many literally empty shots of a house. Well, that was Paranormal Activity 4, I guess. <laughs> what are we watching next week? Next week we are doing Raw 1. Oh. It's like a Bollywood action film. I'm, I'm actually, actually so excited for it. I'm so keen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll just come along with us next week. We'll be watching a film that's meek. Take it, Mish. Oh! <laughs> <laughs>